Anglican Ministry TechCast. Well, we'd like to welcome everybody today, all of you techies, and just anybody who is interested in doing music ministry with excellence to today's program, because we are going to talk about the very important subject of how loud should it be? Because lots of people think that it's too loud, and then lots of people think that it's too quiet, and if you've spent any amount of time on a worship team or in a sound booth, you know that you get a lot of suggestions, quote unquote, compliments and complaints about what the volume level should be at. And so how do you decide what that is? And today we're going to give you some tips and tricks and things to think about as you're going through that process. So the first thing I can tell you, and it's just pretty much a must have, is a decibel meter. All right, so what is a decibel and what are you doing as you're metering it? Well, a decibel is a scientific measurement of how loud something is, how much energy it is producing. So then these meters are measuring the intensity of the sound that's coming to you and are outputting it in the form of a number. And this number is very important because it gives you a base to operate by that you know how loud it is from week to week and even within moment to moment within the service because you have something there telling you how loud it actually is and you're no longer just relying upon your sense of, hey, I think it's at a good volume or other people's sense of whether or not it's at a good volume. So these decibel meters are often free for various devices. If you have an iPad or iPhone or any kind of other Android phone, you can usually find one of these for free online. And basically it's just using the microphone of your device and then outputting that to a number. So there are a few things to think about when you get those. Number one is that you need to make sure that you don't have a case over your phone or near where the microphone part is because it can actually make kind of a tunnel effect and make things seem a little bit louder than they actually are. So on many of those apps, there's a way to calibrate them to adjust the output. So say you had three or four different people using them on different devices, you would put on something that was at a constant sound, say like pink noise or white noise, and then you would all adjust your settings to be the same so that way you're comparing apples to apples. You can also buy a decibel meter from like Radio Shack or online, or you can spend a whole lot of money on them. It's up to you. But I find the ones that are on the phone work just as great. And it may not be, you know, as accurate, but it's consistent because I'm using the same one week to week. So then you have this decibel meter in your sound booth and you're watching it as you mix just to make sure that you don't go over or below whatever your number is. And each church is going to have a different number, but as you're going week to week, you want to then shoot for that number. And you're there with your hand on the master fader to turn it down if it gets too loud, to turn it up if it's too quiet. Now, this will do a couple of things. One is that it will provide consistency. And then the next thing, and really result of that, is that it will help you see another phenomenon, which is that people cannot tell the difference between I don't like it versus, hey, I think it's too loud. And those are really two separate things, but a lot of times you'll find when you do this and you know scientifically measured, hey, it was the same volume, people will come up and you say, hey, it was a little too loud today. And you'll be like, well, actually it was the same. And you don't have to tell them that, but you'll just be able to mentally note, hey, they thought it was different. Well, what was it about it? And maybe you can ask another follow-up question. Well, did you like the songs today? Or was there one particular thing that stood out to you or one section or whatever? but it allows you to then pinpoint what it is that people don't like. And sometimes, honestly, it's they just don't like the song. And think about when you're running around or you know in your car and your favorite song comes on, what do you do? Well, you turn it up. 
And then a song that you don't like, you turn it down or you change the station. So that's happening at a level within your congregation. And then they'll just blame the volume instead of being able to recognize, hey, I didn't necessarily like what you were doing. So what should the number be? Well, and that's up for debate, certainly. And there is actually a lot of government research that's been put into this. And they have research that you can go look at where it will talk about how long you can be exposed to music or sounds at a particular decibel level without suffering any hearing loss. So I would encourage you to go check that out for sure. But maybe the most important thing to note is that there is this interesting threshold where at about 98 decibels, if you go under that, you can listen to two hours of music or sounds at that volume without suffering any permanent hearing loss. But once you get above 98 decibels, that time that you can spend without suffering permanent damage drops to 20 minutes. And that's a pretty dramatic shift from two hours to 20 minutes. So I would encourage most places to be around that 98 decibel level. Now, some of you are gonna think that 98 is way too loud, and some of you are actually gonna think that that's probably quiet. But really, it just matters to what is your vision, what are you going for, and then having that decibel meter so that way you can measure are we where we wanna be and then week to week being consistent. The last thing I'm gonna mention about the decibel meter is that you can then find where the trouble spots are within your room because every room has a little bit different pattern as far as which areas are louder or quieter. And sometimes it's counterintuitive because you would think, oh, well, in the back is gonna be quieter, but sometimes based on the shape of your room and just how your speakers are pointed, it can actually be quite a bit louder in the back than it would be in the front. And so people who are moving away from the sound, actually moving into the sound, hoping it would be quieter, if you could tell them, hey, why don't you sit there in the front? Now, some churches, you can't get people to move or sit in a different place. But if people are coming to you and saying, hey, it was too loud, and other people are coming to you and hey, it was too quiet, you might start to ask them, hey, where are you sitting? because each place would be different. So it's a tool to help you be consistent, know where you're gonna be, find out if people don't like what you're doing versus it's too loud, and then lastly, help lead people to be in a better place. So definitely check that out this week. If you have any questions about it, please shoot us an email, musicandministryconference at gmail.com. And make sure you stay tuned to this podcast and look at all of our other resources at musicandministry.co to find all the things that we have been learning and are learning about how to do worship ministry well. Well, until next time, have a great week and God bless.